Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Oh, praise the Lord. He's so good. He's so faithful. Amen. What a beautiful story. What a beautiful testimony Landon gave. What a beautiful song. I love, I love the thought of heaven being so near. How many know heaven is so much nearer than we know? And then we realize. Amen. How many believe that today? Come on, let's praise God. Hallelujah. So look, here's what's so amazing about Landon's story and yet universal to all of us. Landon grows up in a good home. He's taught the right stuff, but he chooses to run. He runs from God. Do you know it's human nature for us to run away from God instead of run to God? There's a part of us that we pick the things that we feel like we need, we pick the things that we feel like we want as if they are better than the things that God has to offer us. It's just kind of human nature to us, and we run from God. It started literally in the Garden of Eden. Man chooses to run away from God. We pick the other stuff, and we run. And part of what happens is when you start running from God, it's, like, it's almost like you don't stop. You just keep running, keep running, keep running. Now, what's so amazing about this story is what God chooses to do, and that's what was in the parable. Listen, let me read this to you. It says, so he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off. Everybody say a long way off. You may find yourself a long way off today. A long way off. Like, like one day, someone will give a testimony here, and they'll say, I was a long way off. I was so far from God. It says, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. Filled with compassion for him. And listen, and he ran to his son. He ran to him. Isn't it amazing how we run away from God and God runs after us. That's the story. That's the gospel. That explains why Jesus came to the earth. Why did Jesus come to the earth? Jesus came to the earth because he was running after us. It's because he wanted to be with us. He came to the earth. He emptied himself. He left all of the glory, all of the perfection, all of the beauty and power of heaven to take on. He was born of a virgin. He took on all of our human need and issue, all of our challenges. He became one of us because he was running after us with his love. It's an amazing thing. The beauty of Christianity, and this is what separates Christianity from all other religions, Okay, I met the Lord. I gave my life to Christ when I was 17 years old on a baseball field. I was on my way to be a, a professional baseball player. I had a lot of people treating me very nicely. 
I had, I had people, I was, they were offering me scholarships, and I got a lot of special treatment, and a lot of, it's not like things were going wrong, but something in my heart says, there has to be more. And Lord, what happens if I can't throw anymore? Will people still like me? Will people still love me? And that's when this started. When it, that's when the whole thing started for me because I started to realize, wait a second, I need more than this thing can offer me. Whether it be drugs, whether it be a career, whether it be a person, whether it be some kind of success, whatever you're chasing, I got news for you. You can run after that thing all you want. You will find that it's not enough. But what is enough is that the Father is running after you today. How many are thankful the Lord is running after us today? That's the beauty. That's the beauty of Christianity. When I went to choose the God that I was going to serve, what settled it for me was that all of the, and look, I'm not here to criticize any religion, but I'm telling you, I was looking for what I needed to fill me. And the difference for me was this. Jesus is the only one who actually emptied himself. He didn't stay far away. All other religions, the gods are far away. All other religions, the best you get is a statue. But Jesus wasn't a statue. Jesus came in living form. And he loved and he reached and he touched and he healed and he raised people from the dead and he put his arms around them and he fed the hungry and he met the needs of the poor and the people that were rejected, he embraced and he received. The woman they wanted to stone, that's the woman he protected. How many are, are longing for a God who actually shows up? Come on, let's thank God that Jesus actually showed up. Hallelujah. He came running. He came running. We run away. God runs after us. And no matter where you run, you can run, but you can't hide. So... How does this apply to today? I think about one of the key qualifications of actually having God run after you. There was a moment in time when the son said, I'm tired of this and I need more. God will let you run. He'll let you get your fill of whatever you think it is. And when you realize, look, this is just an air sandwich, okay? No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter who you hurt, which is crazy for us to imagine. But the truth of the matter is, a lot of us, we have shame because of how many people we've hurt. Because we've taken advantage of people, because of all of the, the selfish madness. But here it is. Jesus... Here's the key. He doesn't run after the best. He actually runs after the worst. In Cicero, Jesus went after the worst. In fact, I believe that one of the key qualifications to actually having and receiving the Lord running after you is that you just have to recognize that you're not good enough on your own and that you can't do it on your own and that you're not the best. God will wait until you think, until you realize that you can't do it in your own strength. 
and that you're really not the best. How many know all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God? If you think that you're better than other people, guess what? Nobody is better than anybody else. We're all a mess and we all need a Savior. Could somebody agree with me and say amen? Everybody needs a Savior. So let's take a hardened man today. Like men can be so hard. You know, which is why when I think about this story, I think about, you know, my, my dad, I had a great dad. And I didn't grow up in a Christian home, but my dad was a great guy. Can I tell you, I never saw my dad run to me. <laughs> Could you imagine? I can't imagine my dad running to me. I, I just, I can't get my head around that. And yet God, in a sense, like he throws off his grandeur, his greatness, his glory. And he runs right into our mess. He runs right at us. And I think about, let's take a hardened guy. Because guys, we can get so hard. Regardless, where, you, know, you could be a businessman, but your heart is hard. Or you could be a, a, a person who, like you were on Landon's path. And maybe drugs have totally overtaken your life. And your heart is hard. Even the hardest heart, the minute you just say, you know what, I've had enough of this. And you turn and you say, I believe, Jesus, I believe that you came for me. I believe that you're the son of God. I believe and I want to receive. The minute you say that, guess what? The Lord starts sprinting towards you. I don't know exactly how this works, but he starts racing. The Bible says he's as close as the mention of your name. No matter how hard you, you are, here's the good news. God said, he prophesied this, that the day would come that he would take the heart of stone and turn it into a heart of flesh. You don't have to change yourself. Jesus will come by his spirit and power and he'll change your heart. He'll change the hardness. He'll set you free from yourself. Some people say, I can't serve God because my heart is too hard. Just give him your heart and watch what he does. It's like I told a guy recently when I led him to the Lord, I said, look, when the Lord moves into your heart, he changes all the furniture. So even if you feel like, well, I can't do it because my heart is too hard, give him your heart and watch what he does. He will transform your heart. I also think about just making this up. I'm thinking about the angry young woman, right? One of the things I've noticed is that young people, they're kind of angry with God. Their, their arms are kind of folded towards God. They have a lot of complaints. You know, they have beef with what he says about stuff. They don't agree with his position on this and his position on that. And, and they're just upset and they, and they don't like the church. And they have, they have all of these things and they're like, you know what, I, I, I just can't get with this. I think about that person. And I want to say this to you today. You may have your complaints, and your complaints may be legitimate. But the truth of the matter is, is what you need first is his love. When you get the love of God, then the answers, answers start to come. When you receive the love of God, 
then things start to make sense. You see, we need love first. We pray every time we have a meeting, the pastors get together and other staff, and we pray in my office. And uh, Pastor Christian comes in, Heidi, who is one of uh, a, a, a major assistant of mine. She comes in with Marshall, who's a little over a year old. Is that right? And um, so I call him Bishop Marshall now because he's with the pastors in the morning. And um, so little Marshall's there in her arms. And the minute I see Marshall, I just want to kiss him. Are you one of those people, the minute you see a baby, you just want to kiss him, right? Why? Because there's something about us, right? There's something about us. There's something about human beings. We were made for love and to love. The safest kind of love is, is just when you love on a little baby, right? The purest, the, the simplest. And babies were made to be loved. And you know what? Even after you're not a baby anymore, guess what? You were still made to be loved. And we make a lot of bad decisions because we're longing for love. We're longing. We don't even understand what's really happening until we receive the love that we need. And I'm here to declare to you that the love that we need is the love of the Most High God, Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And when you receive his love, trust me. You know, it's so funny to me because sometimes people come to church and they think that the people on the platform... You know, they, they never lived through the craziness of life that everybody else lives. But how many know we have X everything around here? At our church, we have X everything. And you know what? Sooner or later, everyone comes to their moment in time when you have to receive the love of God. Then everything will make sense. It's free. It's free. If the God of the universe is real, and if he's really offering you his love, perhaps we should say, well, let me try his love first. Because people have been asking questions for a long, long time. Receive the love of God and watch everything start to make sense. Whether you're online or in the Cicero building or in this room. You're here because Jesus loves you. How many know that we're here because of the love of Jesus? You're there because of the love of Jesus. So there comes a point in time when the Father comes and we have to open the door. And we have to let him in. And I want to invite you to do that. Jesus did not come to start a religion. Jesus came to start a relationship with whosoever would receive him. A personal relationship. Not that you walk into a building. We're happy that you're here. But what's most important is not that you walked into a building, but that Jesus walked into you. And if you want to have, and if you want to, Experience the love of God, the greatest relationship that anybody could ever have. Online. Online. In the, in the privacy of your living room or your office or your car or wherever you find yourself. At Cicero. 
the Spirit of the Lord is not just here, but He's right there with you. It's why He came. I want everyone to close their eyes. I wonder if there's anyone here, as I've been speaking, as the testimony went forth, as the worship went forth. Today is the day that you hear He's knocking at the door of your heart. He's saying, let me in. I want a relationship with you. He's just like that father. He's not here to criticize you. He's here to hug you. He's not here to rebuke you. He's here to love you. He's not here to put you down. He's here to lift you up. And he's knocking. And all you have to do is open up the door of your heart and say, yes, Lord, I want to let you in. I want to start a relationship with you. If you're here at Cicero online and you want to you want to open the door and let Jesus into your heart by the Holy Spirit. I want you to raise your hand, even if you're home. Raise your hand at home in this building. Raise your hand. Is there anyone here? Thank you. Thank you. At Cicero, raise your hand right now. I don't have to see it. The Lord sees it, but there's something about acknowledging that. Anyone else, you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just raise your hand. Praise be to the living God. Hands are going up. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You can put your hand down. Now, here's what I'm going to do. We are all going to say this prayer together. Everyone at Cicero, everyone in different rooms online, we're going to say this prayer together. But we are we're in agreement with the hands that just went up. And we're going to lead them in the sinner's prayer. This is the prayer where we invite God into our hearts. After this, it'll be just, you'll be talking to him on your own, but today I'm going to help you. So everyone, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for this Palm Sunday. I learned today, not only that you love me, but that you actually run after me. And today I want to open the door of my heart. And I want to let you in. I want more than religion. I want relationship. So thank you for taking my place on the cross. They punished you. They declared you guilty so that I could be declared not guilty. And I receive your forgiveness. I receive your cleansing. And I invite you to come into my heart. Sit on the throne of my heart. And be my master and my king. Be my savior and my friend. Thank you for receiving me, even as I receive you. Amen and amen. Come on, let's put our hands together. Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise them like on the first Palm Sunday. Hallelujah, we praise you, we praise you, we praise you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
If you just accepted Jesus online, I want to congratulate you at Cicero in this room. You just accepted Jesus. You are a child of the living God. The angels in heaven are rejoicing over the decision that you've made. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So listen, if you're online, we want to encourage you to text salvation to that number on your screen. We're going to reach out and send you a gift. It's a box with the Bible in it and a couple of other things to help you start your new relationship with God. All of those, whether it be at Cicero or here, we want to make sure that you get that gift that we have for you. So what we're going to do is going to let you kind of leave first because an usher is going to be there to make sure you get this. So come on, everyone stand right now. Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise God one more time. Hallelujah.